All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. We're in the studio today. Christian and I back here at Warplan Studios. Just really digging this, this studio, man. Yeah, I love so, it. So much better for my life to come down and just do these episodes with you, dude. Yeah. I love it. And it's cool just to have a, a knight in shining armor. Yeah. If you're not on YouTube yet, make sure you check us out on YouTube because Christian's looking mighty clean today. Yeah. I wasn't talking about myself. Oh, I was okay. talking about that knight that's right behind your oh, left shoulder. Oh, I thought it was about you, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although Lucy thinks I'm your, your knight in shining armor. That you're mine? No, actually, she uh, thinks you're my you're my knight uh, in shining armor. I think it's reciprocal. Okay, all right. I think both I can, our wives think it's reciprocal for us. <laughs> They're right. They're right. <laughs> oh, man, it's always good to be down here in the great state of Texas. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we got a fun show for you guys. I think it's going to be fun because we were, like, literally just prepping for this for a few minutes prior to this. But this spun out from us in the car a few days ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we were listening to... Um, a sermon by how recently first off if you guys don't follow mark driscoll the guy's a machine he's putting yeah. out some incredible content uh his last sermon series on um elijah mm -hmm. uh he called it new uh same old demons new days i think it was something yeah. like that but amazing incredible incredible yeah. He just started this new series, going through the book of Jude. I love this. is I just love him, man. He's like bold, and uh, the title of his series is called uh, Black and White in a Rainbow World. And uh, he's just going through the—I love that he—I was going to say coaches. Now, he actually teaches through the just actual books of the Bible, which yeah. helps, helps me so mm -hmm. much in understanding the context of what am I actually reading because— you know, when I first became a believer, it's like, all right, I'm just going to start reading. I was told to start out in John, and then I just kind of continued through Matthew, Mark, Luke. It's like, all right, right. what is, like, I get this. Even now, we were just uh, thinking of, like, what about these scriptures that might seem like they conflict? And what's what we're going to dive through today yeah. on what does it mean, really, to contend for your faith? Right. What does it mean, man? What does it mean to contend for yeah. faith? Well, uh, real quick, I love the way Mark Driscoll teaches. It's yes. the way I like to teach expository, verse-by-verse -verse teaching. That's how we do our Wednesday morning Bible studies. For the most part, we may uh, deviate from that once sure. in a while. Sure. But Which, by the way, if you're not on Wednesday morning Bible studies, what are you doing? Yeah. Only studies, they're epic. Yeah, we'll Absolutely put the link for that in the show notes. Uh, just click on that Zoom link, Wednesday morning, 7.30 a.m. Central Time. We start with 30 minutes of prayer, then about an hour we dive into the Word. Uh, and yeah, Mark Driscoll, he's a beast. Mm -hmm. He's, he's a, a pastor that's needed in the year 2023. He, he's, yes. a, he's a man's man, and um, quite frankly, men are acting less manly than ever in our culture. And I mean, he, he just gets it right, I think, with his teaching. He's bold. He's not afraid to ruffle feathers. Um, yeah. Every time you hear him speak, he's like, are you offended yet? Yeah, but right. I mean, stick it's around. because the word of God is offensive. Yeah. It says it's offensive, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, he's just great. So shout out to Mark Driscoll. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we started listening to this newest sermon series in the book of Jude and contending with the faith. And I think uh, here in verse three, when it talks about contending with the faith, this is something that all pastors should be reading through and teaching. 
uh, in the year 2023. What, it, what does it right. mean to contend for our faith right now? Because we, more than ever in the history of this country, we are a, as anti-Christian as this country has ever been right now. And how much further is it going to go? Are, will we still be here living on this earth when they're throwing Christians in jail? Well, you know, well, I mean, the rapture could happen today, right? But yeah. I mean, how many more years until it's actually illegal to be a Christian in this country or a conservative? Not that, you know, you have to be conservative to be a Christian. I just don't know how you wouldn't be a conservative if you're a Christian. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, 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 yes. Based on current political right. standpoints, viewpoints. I hadn't always been that way. Right. Right. But now, and I just, you just mentioned, I was just thinking of like how the Bible is even laid out. I don't think, first off, if you guys know where Jude is in the Bible, it is right before Revelation. Yeah. And I don't think like that's a coincidence, right? Right. Like, I, I got to believe like there's, okay, we're, you know, we at, at uh, Zoe Church in Minnesota, we've been going through First Peter, which again is just like talking a lot about of like uh, being exiles, like in, we're, we're in like a foreign land and, and we're going to be persecuted. Yeah. And, you know, the next couple books over, it's, it's all of a sudden we're in Jude and it's like, we have to contend for our faith. Yeah. This, is, this isn't this passive Christianity that I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I was that way for a good period of time of like, well, I'm, I'm supposed to turn the other cheek, right? I kind of just let things happen versus right. actually, no, contending for our faith. Yeah. And well, that's what I really want to dive into. Yeah, let's dive into that, see uh, really what Jude is talking about here. But check this out be before we even dive into it. So Jesus warned about the false teachers that would be coming, mm -hmm. right? Paul warned against them. And now Jude is saying they're here. Yeah. Right, he's saying they're here, and he, he refers to them in this book as apostates, and it's those who defect from the faith, or those who simply may, and even that topic is fascinating, because right. if you're an apostate, and you defect from the faith, or you depart from the faith, were you a true spirit-filled, spirit-sealed believer? And then when you decided, and I mean, we talk about this, we know that God will never let us out of his hands. We know that. But if we decide, hey, I'm just not going to live for God anymore. I'm going to, you know, give myself over to my flesh. I'm going to drift from God and to the point where, hey, I don't believe that he's real anymore. Well, we're kind of prying God's hands, God's fingers off of us, right? Sure. We're, we're wiggling our way out of his palm. So what does that mean? Can we lose our salvation? And the, the simple definition of apostate is one who defects from the faith. So you can't defect from it unless you're a part of it to begin with. Right. But then, you know, you got the verses in verse in first John. Well, they are not of us because they weren't of us to begin with. Right. You know, so. All right. So I, I mean, a whole rabbit hole. We could oh, go yeah. One hundred percent. But at any rate, the, the point is people in the church back then were calling themselves Christians, calling themselves believers. Well, even before Christians like the Pharisees, those who, um, you know, they, they knew God. They were the ones who really claimed to know God, know the word. And they did. They knew they knew the word. Mm -hmm. They knew the word probably a whole lot better than the 12 disciples when they first came to Christ. Yep. Well, aside from, you know, the, the Jewish ones like right. Matthew, he, he probably knew the word a bit. But, um, you know, they knew the word of God. They didn't know the God of the word. 
So here we are in the year 2023, and we love listening to guys like Mark Driscoll because they they teach the he teaches the Bible the same today, tomorrow, and he would probably if he was around 400 years ago, if, if he was around 500 years from now, yeah. teaches it the same. You don't water down the gospel to to soothe the ears right. of those in your congregation. Right. You don't water down the gospel or the word of God just because you want more people to come to the church because you got a building fund you're you're trying to raise money for. Yes. So this verse. So we'll get into it. Hold on before you do that. This just reminds me. I just think this is funny because Latimer, we we were in some meetings this morning. We're here at Warplan Studios. Uh, and we were in some meetings this morning, and Latimer comes in. Josh Latimer, you guys know Josh. Uh, I was like, what's up, bro? And he's like, I'm just living my best life now like Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go down this rabbit hole. He's like, how, does, how can you live your best life now? Like, our, we're going to experience so much crap. Right. Right? And not a shot against Joel Osteen because I, I, I hate when Christians, like, take shots at each other. But the reality is, is, like... Yes, we ha- we can have a mindset of going into uh, each and every day. Like I'm, Ash like gets annoyed with me because I'm always about positive thinking and mm-hmm. positive. Like we're gonna just we're gonna do our best in every situation, but most of the time things suck. <laughs> I mean, it just <laughs> is the reality of the situation. But your perception is your reality, mm-hmm. right? And and to to the credit that I give Joel Osteen is that. He never stops smiling. He ne- and God loves you. <laughs> he doesn't talk much about the fear of the Lord or anything right. along those lines, right. but uh, he at least has a, a positive perspective on life. Um, but at the end of the day, part of why we have to contend for this faith mm-hmm. is because it's going to be hard, right? Yeah. And But the Bible gives us promise after promise after promise that everything that we're doing here and now is for eternal purposes, yep. right? Like our, our, our mindset has to be on the upward calling that the, the heavenly calling that, that Christ has for us. Yep. And if, if that's our heart, like we, and we understand that and we're convicted in that, that's how we contend for this faith. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's going to be, it could be hard, right? Yeah. We were talking earlier, was it today or yesterday, just about these, these people that are just you know, were murdered, these missionaries that are just, mm-hmm. they had to blatantly say, do you declare, do you denounce Christ? Or are you going to just continue to say Christ is your savior? Cause I'm going to literally kill you on the spot. Right. And they were killed. Yeah. Right. Like that's, I, dude, I don't know. I pray to God that I'm never in, put in that situation, but that's hard. Mm-hmm. Like the stuff we live here in America today, like to think of contending for the faith, it ain't that hard. You right. just got to have a set of cojones. Right. And if you're female, you just got to be bold. Right. Bold in your faith. Yeah. Right? It isn't that hard. And not give a rip what other people necessarily think or feel about you. Mm-hmm. Right? Not in a sense that you're like an arrogant punk, but you are, I believe what I believe, and you you therefore then should have the fruit in your life. Mm-hmm. Right? I hate the ones that are declaring things, and then you look at their life, and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense. That doesn't line up. Yeah. And that would be the heresies that we're kind of even referring to. Yeah. And we actually talked about that a little bit because Mark Driscoll, he actually, you know, he had the whole thing with Mars Hill up Mm, in Washington and he disappeared for a bit. And he said that it was his, his sons who, you know, they, they move, I don't know if they moved to 
Arizona prior or, or sure. that's just where they God led him to start the church. But his sons were like, we can't find a church that was like your church. We yep. need you to start another church. And we, we got into that, how Mark Driscoll, being that his three sons, they're all in the church, older two in ministry, mm -hmm. uh, youngest son is a senior in high school, wants to get into ministry. So like, how come, it, what, what's the differentiator? You have these pastors where you see their whole families in ministry. They love the Lord. You see the fruit in their lives. And then you see these pastors whose children are like, I don't want to go to church. I hate Jesus. Yeah. I want nothing to do with it. And we got into a discussion. Is that because some of those pastors, and we're not calling out anybody in particular, it's yeah. just that, that that's what happens a lot of times in the church. Is it because, you know, th those were the ones who were preaching one thing from the pulpit, but it was a different thing at home. Yeah. Were they hypocritical? Right. And, you know, Jesus had a lot to say. I mean, a whole chapter in Matthew 23 when he was calling out the yeah. Pharisees as hypocrites, right? So yeah. being a, a hypocrite will be highly detrimental and, you know, is based on this verse contending for the faith now, are we called to call out the hypocrites? Right. So those who are in the pulpit who are preaching either a false gospel or they're preaching it, but nobody's holding them accountable to actually live it out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and it's good. a scary, it's a scary thing because uh, I mean, I have kids and, um, you know, and I, I mean, I'm, I'll openly say it like my, my two boys, I, I worry about them. Mm -hmm. I worry about their walk with the Lord. I do. And is it because I, what did I do wrong? What did Lucy do wrong? But at the end of the day, when we all come to the age where we can make our own decisions, you know, yeah. I, at the end of the day, you could still be the best holiest of parents, the best teacher, the most loving, nurturing, uh, the one who disciplines, teaches di discipline. You, you could be that type of parent. And at the end of the day, you have no control over your child. They're old enough to make a decision. But I do think a lot of times those children who rebel are the ones whose parents are living a hypocr hypocritical life. Sure. They're the one that, you know, they're, they're always repping Jesus. They, you know, they got the bumper sticker. They got maybe right. a Jesus King shirt. Hopefully the, the, the false Christians aren't the ones that are repping our Jesus King right. shirt, but maybe they're the ones. And then at home, they're just totally not that person. Mm -hmm. So but anyhow, yes. let's get into it. Yes. We're what, 15 minutes in about, <laughs> and uh, yeah. We might make this a two-parter. Well, you might. Yeah. <laughs> we might. We just start to talk and this is what happens. It's good. So anyway, verse three in Jude, and it's just one chapter, says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. Now, first of all, beloved, he's talking to not just uh, believers at the time, he's talking to you, he's talking to me, he's talking mm -hmm. about those who are in the family of Christ. So, uh, the word of God is timeless, right? So a, a lot of times you say, oh, well, that was, you know, he's speaking to a particular uh, group and this was the culture at the time. This is what was going on. I get that. But for the most part, the Bible, I could read any book in the Bible and be like, wow, I can't believe this actually applies yeah. today in my life right now. Yeah. It's timeless. Yeah. That goes back to New Day's Old Demons, what I just mentioned of, you know, we mentioned Mark a lot, but like that, yeah. it's like most of the things that we see just in culture, you can even look back 100, 200, 300, 400 years, a lot of the things that we see in culture today, 
this isn't necessarily new. Now, it may be amplified mm -hmm. uh, because we have all the media outlets and social media and things like that. But a lot of this stuff is it has happened in the past. Yep. We're just living in it right now. Yep. 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 So he says he was very diligent to write to them concerning their common salvation. So he just wrote down to write like an encouraging letter about what they have in common in their faith. Mm -hmm. And then it was like the Holy Spirit struck him. He said, I found it necessary to write you. So necessary, that, that word there means pressured, compressed, or squeezed. So the Holy Spirit was like, no, struck him and said, hold on, you're going to write a little encouraging letter. I got something better for you. And he put this on Jude's heart to write to them, exhorting them to contend earnestly for the faith. Now exhorting, that the word exhort there, in the Greek, it would be the equivalent of a general giving commands to a soldier. So right now, it's like, okay, we're already getting militant with this. I'm writing to you. The Holy Spirit just spoke to me. You need to listen up to what I'm about to say. Yep. I'm exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, right? So to contend, this is the word we've mentioned it 50 times already in 15 minutes we've been talking. To contend for the faith. What the heck? Does that mean? And actually, that word in the Greek comes from the athletic world, in particular, the like the wrestling mat, and it literally means to to agonize, to mm. to to fight with intensity, right? To to battle, to um, to not be afraid to put on the boxing glove, jump in the ring, and go at it with your opponent, right? But when you think of contend for the faith, to agonize for the faith. You have to be quite a believer in the faith to agonize for it. Right. Agony sucks. Yes. Right? Yes. If you've ever been in true agony, and uh, I mean, you could be, I've been in physical agony with some injuries that I've had, mm -hmm. and I've been in emotional agony, like when I got dumped my, by my first girlfriend. Yeah. I remember that was like such heartache to me, right? I, I was, <laughs> uh, but... Yeah. To be in agony absolutely sucks. But here he's saying, be in agony earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saint, saints. So contend earnestly for the faith. This phrase in the Greek, it's in the present infinitive, which means God is saying we are to do this continuously. A lot of what's written in the New Testament is in the present infinitive when what, what the Spirit is saying is to do this like that that how we would think of like the present tense the past tense you're saying the present infinitive tense correct is, is how that like in out. ephesians 5 don't be drunk with wine but be filled with the holy spirit yeah well that's in the present present infinitive yeah so it literally would mean continuously be being filled with the holy spirit and it's, it's like, like good, good lord that convicts me right there right. because what was i doing wasting my time scrolling on instagram earlier right rather than spending time with the Lord, right. be being filled. So here he's saying to earnestly, to, to continuously contend earnestly for the faith, right? So to agonize earnestly for the faith here. And what is he talking about with the faith? A lot of times in the gospel, the faith simply refers to the, the, um, the essential truths of the gospel that all Christians hold in common. So the essential truths of scripture. So it's truth, whole, to contend, agonize earnestly, fight, battle with intensity, as hard as you can, 
do not give up. Do not give up fighting for the faith, which is simply the, the truth of the word of God. So when you look at, look at it like that, it's like, well, oh my God. First of all, truth is relative in the year 2023. People say, you have your truth, I have my truth. Right. Well, that makes no sense. There's only right. one truth. Right. Right? It, fact and fiction don't mean anything anymore. Right. Truth and lies don't mean anything. I mean, half the stuff we, probably more than half the stuff. Nobody, it's funny that anybody still watches the news because most of it is, yeah. I don't care what side you're on. It's skewed, it's fake, it's false. It, it's probably not 100% accurate. Yeah, I 100% agree with that, <laughs> not being accurate. It's like, right. it's whatever agenda that they want to push or um, they want you to believe that ultimately just fuels the continual uh, hardship and everything that, that, that they're just wanting to have happen in yeah. this world, right? Yeah. Um, so on this, I even want to like break this down a little bit for throw this at you. It's like, uh, beloved, while I was very diligently, while I was, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, right? So he's obviously writing to believers. Believers. Yes. It's like, okay. Yep. Believers, like we're, we're talking about salvation here. Yep. And he found it necessary, exhorting for you to, to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. So like when he's saying once for all delivered to the saints, mm -hmm. that that's Christ, mm -hmm. right? Like him dying, you know, resurrecting. Um, and it just, I just think that there's so many, I think maybe a few weeks ago we talked about how many Christians had actually walked away from the faith just in the last couple of years. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Like it was like 20 million. Yeah. I mean, that's like so disheartening. And, but it's like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, we, it, we talked, well, I was, I was actually talking with Cooper, John Cooper, if you guys don't know, lead singer of Skillet. Uh, this dude, if you don't listen to his podcast, he he came out with a, an episode. Oh, just a little name drop there. Oh, my buddy, John Kubar, just happened to be talking to him. <laughs> That's so <Yeah>. douchey. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, but I was just thinking that the episode that he just had come out like a week or two ago is like the rot of Christianity music. We talked about Dante Bowie and yeah. just like the... I think it's just Bo. Bo, but... Bowie, whatever. Well, it should be called Bowie now. <laughs> <laughs> um, like this guy like was singing with Maverick City and now if you just go see the, well he got kicked out kicked out for if you read this article that this is how it happened okay this isn't named up and Cooper sent me this article and he's like dude and this is this from out. the internet so it's probably true it's probably true of course yeah. check this thing out and it was talking about how Dante you know was essentially kicked out of Maverick City uh, and then it Nobody really knew why. There wasn't mm -hmm. like anything public. They did a good job at Right. Which is probably props to Maverick City. I guess they're probably trying to protect their brand, I guess. But yeah. um it finally came out where he's like there was a naked picture of him with Bad Bunny. Well, I don't even know who Bad Bunny is, but it's like a singer. Yeah, I've heard of him. Okay. Yeah. It's a him? Yeah. Okay. Right, Jace? Jace knows. Let's, let's listen to our heathen. Jace, uh, our uh, set. heathen. I was our resident 22-year-old <laughs> is what I was thinking. Not our heathen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but it was an episode, or an episode. It was uh, like a photo of him naked, and 
and then he, I don't know. It's just, it just is, it, it's so disheartening. Wait, the two of them were naked? I don't, I didn't see the photo, but I don't think it was two of them. I think it was just him. I don't know if it was a selfie or something like that, but uh. point of it that is like he got kicked out and then he went on like his little journey and, and now he came back, said he went deep with God, came back and, uh, post his new album out with his first music video and it's literally a bunch of half naked chicks twerking <laughs> like praising yeah. jesus like what right <laughs> yeah and this is i think what back to this in in jude here it's like people are calling themselves christians right but they like is there a true salvation there i mean right it, it's funny because in talking about this there's a part of me that's like I'm not sending anybody to heaven or hell. So who am I to right. decide if that guy's totally. saved or not? Totally. But on the other side, it's like, well, if somebody's doing something, if they're calling themselves a Christian, it, would this be contending for the faith? Right. right. Calling out a Dante bow in a way that's um, still loving and gracious, but still firm and stern. Absolutely. Because, I, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, you have rock stars phone numbers and stuff i don't so i can't just call dante Bo, right well neither can i and be like bro what's going on but i mean i was very disappointed because mm. dante Bo, aside from the stuff he's done with maverick city there's some stuff that i i, I listen to on my my worship playlist that i created there's right. stuff from him and you know he's got a uh, worship set with that that church in nashville I forget the name of it. it's nashville something but it's like an hour of worship it was just like so pure and it felt real and, yeah. you know and um who knows maybe if he started worshiping the lord now it'd still feel real i i I, I don't right. know. Yeah. But I was disappointed. And then I just saw a post of him maybe last week because he's getting uh, a lot of backlash for this video, which I think is rightfully so. Mm -hmm. And it it's so disappointing as a believer because this is the example you're you're setting. Like you're supposed to be a standard bearer for Christ. Yep. And this is the example you're setting. Do I want my teenage son, do I want a young adolescent son listening to Dante Bo and watching his video and see these girls in bikinis twerking and they're toasting to having champagne. No, by no means. Right. If you, if he's on a boat with pretty girls drinking champagne, does that mean he's automatically going to hell? Not necessarily. Right. But when that's your, like, that's the message you're trying to get out there. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you trying to tell people? Because it's, it, to me, it, it, it looked like, and it felt like you're trying to say, Hey, that's the old me. This is the new me. Party time. Let's right. do it up. Uh, yep. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and and back to I think what what Cooper was doing so well on on this episode was like the rot of Christianity music. It's like no, that's not okay. Yeah. Right? Like that is not okay. It's a terrible representation of of who Jesus is and and what we're called to do. Right. And it's exactly what Jude and for people, they need to know like who who even is Jude in the Bible. Like yeah. it's, it's Jesus is like half brother, right? Right. This dude, he knew Jesus, right? Yeah. They they calling him Jude because his, his name was Judas, Judas yeah. but obviously, I mean Judas is a name. I, people wouldn't even name their dog Judas, right? Like everybody who names their kids like a biblical name. I named my son Ezra. Yeah. I don't know anybody who's named their kid Judas. Right, Judah, not Judas, yep. Yep. but just so um, he wouldn't be mistaken for Judas Iscariot, and he's called Jude here. But yeah, this is the 
the the little brother of Jesus, little half brother, right? Who had to like, I mean, do you just think of like, if my brother all of a sudden was like, I'm Jesus, yeah. that would be hard, right? For for right. me to really, obviously, no chance that. Well, you know, his brothers didn't even believe. Right. While, while he was until he resurrected. Right. And he even says, I forget where, but they thought he was out of his mind. Yeah. They thought he was crazy. Yeah. And but it goes from that to having his brother that I'm sure was the favorite. Right. Oh, because okay. like, right. he did no wrong. Right. Let's face it. Um, Your to, brother is Jesus growing up. It's like every time you get in trouble. You couldn't even blame Jesus. No, no, but he could blame James, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Like James was his brother, too. James starts his book similar to this, but Jude, when he he opens up this letter, he says, Jude, a bondservant of Jesus Christ and brother of James. He doesn't even say, like, oh, no, mm. wait a second. I'm the brother of JC. Like, let's, yeah. like, you better listen to me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm blood with this dude, with, with God. But no, he says, I'm a bondservant of him. You went from not believing when you were younger to saying you're a bondservant of your brother because you know that he is actually God. Mm -hmm. That's remarkable. That's good. And the humility there, which I think is just so important in all of this, right. even as him writing this letter, pride and ego are just like the the worst. Yeah. <laughs> right? Now, there's a, a difference here. Like, we need we are to take pride in our work, like, mm -hmm. it, our, in our word and everything, or the actions that we take. But if it's rooted in ego, then it's gnarly. But just to, to immediately, he's just so humble in this. And he, he's coming, but he's like, hey, we have to contend right. for the faith. Yeah. It's good, man. It's good. Yeah. I've got, I, I had some other thoughts. Um, on how we actually, if if we see believers doing stupid things, mm -hmm. let's say Dante again, uh, or I mean, we know plenty of them. Heck, we've been plenty of them <laughs> that have done mm -hmm. stupid things, right? There is a, a biblical way to actually approach somebody. Mm -hmm. Going on social media, calling somebody out, making a fool of them, that isn't necessarily the best way to do it in right. in my opinion right yeah. if you have a personal relationship with them right right we don't need to like try to make a fool unless you're but because that's i think where pride and ego come into play it's like well i want to make a name for myself so i'm going to talk about somebody else and that's just that's not yeah that's not right but if if it's going on there and saying no this is wrong yeah and there's a biblical you know, foot to stand on, then I 100% agree with that. But just taking shots at somebody without yeah. having a conversation about it, I think. Um, and also, have you ever noticed the people that do that are usually the ones with the logs in their eye? <laughs> yes. They, they, they don't seem to uh, notice the big log in their eye, but they notice the speck in others. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I was going to try to pull this up because I remember uh, Greg, our pastor up in Minnesota, did a great teaching on this, and I'm trying to remember if, where it was. But it was basically this. Take your time. We have editors. Yeah, yeah I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, um, essentially just like how to how to deal with confrontation, right? And how to deal with people that are you're struggling with. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally guessing here where I'm looking for this in my Bible app right now, but. Um, We'll probably come back to this on episode two sure. <laughs> if you're cool with that. Because <laughs> yeah. I do want to address it because I think it's a really good – it helped me lay it out because I was able to look back at, like, uh, 
did I approach this? Or when, when I see something incorrect that my bro is doing, mm-hmm. you know, I think you, I could just call and be like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. But there is a way that we, we are called to do it yeah. by going to them directly first, by then if they don't receive it, okay, then pulling in, uh, a, somebody of oversight, Probably, yeah. if they don't receive that, then going to the church directly. Yeah. Right. Not necessarily just immediately going on social media. What's the point? I'm, I'm going to look it up. We'll do it on the second episode of this. Right. That's cool. <laughs> right. I'll get well, my notes better. Well, I think a big thing is you always have compassion, but a lot of times uh, we compromise when we have compassion. Mm-hmm. We have to have compassion without compromising. We can't compromise the truth. We can't compromise what we believe in. We can't compromise the correction, but we maintain the compassion. So it's a, it's a fine line that we have to walk, but I believe if you keep that in mind, yeah, we have compassion. We should never correct for one for us to look good as the correct or right it's mm-hmm. always because i don't like correcting people at all you know I, but out of love you do it right like you would correct your kids you know it says in hebrews that we have to even question if we're legitimate children of god if we don't receive discipline from them mm-hmm. are we illegitimate children if we're not receiving any discipline from and or any correction then are we even his children right so i mean you you that's discipline good. you correct out of love but that's what as much as it's no fun you do it because just that you love the person mm-hmm. you do it you, you don't want them to go down that path and Again, we talked about it when we started this episode about losing salvation, possibly. Um, Well, whether you can or can't, if you can, then guess what? If you continuously walk in darkness, right, and walk in the flesh, like it says in Galatians, right? Yep. How long do you have to practice those things? How long do you have to walk in those things until you're no longer saved? Mm-hmm. Right, because it says you're not inheriting the kingdom if you if you practice these things. How long? Uh, three days, right. a week, a month, a year straight. That's why, like the whole idea of backsliding. It's like, all right, well, if I die when I'm in my backslidden state, backs- right. so I go to hell. Right. You know, the prodigal. Everybody talks about the prodigal, right? Well, if he didn't go back to the father, the father received him with open arms. But if he didn't have that moment in the pig pen where he came to himself, he was like, what the heck am I doing? And he repented. He went back to the father and the father received him with open arms. What happened if he died before the pig pen? Right. You know? Yeah. This is, and everybody has their perspective on this. Ash and I talk about this so often. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's, it's. It's hard to think about. I mean, I always think of just uh, when, when um, you know, the people are, are literally casting out demons and, and performing miracles in Jesus' name. Yep. And, and he says, oh, away from me. I never knew you. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, there's power. Away from me, evildoers. Evildoers. Yeah, which that is just like, yeah. I just got like chills saying that. Like, that's, that, when I first read that, I was like, what? What? Because I, I did struggle with this because I was like, I've been around belie- like p- professed believers where then I see what they're doing and I'm like, you, there's zero way that you have conviction in your life. Like the Holy Spirit dwells within you. Zero chance that, but like I, I've also witnessed him doing other things where I'm just like, right. I, I'm pretty sure like a miracle just happened or I'm right. pretty sure like they, they were just praying in tongues and like, I was like, what what is happening? And then I also see them doing God awful things right. on the other hand. It's like, 
and that's the struggle with Christianity, yeah. right? Like in America, that's what's going on and why it's so, why we have to contend, yeah. right? Why we have to fight for our faith, mm-hmm. for our salvation, yeah. right? Whether it's, it can be taken away, whether we can lose it or whether it's like, did we ever have it? I think it's going to be a forever continual debate until right here's here's where i'm gonna just uh always bank on is contend for the faith right Right. if you continue to do that you got nothing to worry about yeah and i mean well let's wrap up this episode Mm -hmm. because we'll probably go another 30 beyond this so let's wrap this up we'll come back next week for part two we'll actually talk about how today like what does it mean to contend for the faith what can we do to contend today here in 2023 yeah and i have for me, it comes down to one specific thing, like the key to it. Mm, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's called a cliffhanger, my friends. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> As always, uh, hit us up if you're not in the King's Council community yet. Join yep. kingscouncil.com. Ton of info on there. We got a lot of great free content. Obviously, you're plugged into the podcast here, Wednesday morning Bible study. But I don't know if you guys knew this. We got three separate tiers of coaching programs. Yep. If you're an entrepreneur looking to become an entrepreneur, if you're if you're in business and you're like, I just want some community. I need some. I need some brothers and sisters that just want to do life together. We got a program for that. And if you are a stud that are the crushing business, you're doing seven plus figures, and you're like, there's got to be more to this. That's where I was in my life. Like. I, there's got to be more to this. Is it just about making money? Or maybe it's like, hey, I need to put systems in place so my business doesn't own me, but I actually own the business and I'm using it as a tool to ultimately fund kingdom projects. We got some freaking ridiculously epic things yeah. in store for you guys as well. So join kingscouncil.com and meet us back here next week as we contend for the faith. We'll see you guys. See you.